Good, Good morning. morning. Today is September twenty first, twenty twenty three, in the year. Oh. In the year of our Lord, 2023, and this is Daybreak Live. Here we go. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. All right, good morning, good morning. A lot of times on Thursday mornings, we like to remember our Hebrew heritage, and so we're going to sing one of our new songs called Proclaim. Here we go.
Well, who knew you could make that cajon sound like that? I did. I told you you make it sound like a kid. A kid. Kit. A kit. A kit, my son. A kit. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Shalom, brothers and sisters. All right, hallelujah. Oh, mama, you're hitting the table, sweet pea. Yeah, thank Hope y'all took your Dramamine this morning. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. We have recorded it now. Uh, somewhere at the end of this month, first of next month, or somewhere into next month, we should be releasing it on Spotify, iTunes, things like that. So just keep us in your prayers. It's in the mixing phase now. Uh, so... God is good. We are in Proverbs chapter 20. Proverbs chapter 20. And yesterday we've got to verse 17. Uh, and so let's start with verse 17 today. Let me jump over here on captions. And I wanted to thank, oh, thank you, Miss Peggy. We received your blessing for CYL in the, in the mail. Thank you so much. You and Dole, appreciate that. Uh, so, Right here, uh, it says bread gained. We ended here yesterday. Bread gained by deceit. Let me see if I can put this up. Bread gained by deceit is sweet to a man, but afterward, his mouth will be filled with gravel. So, of course, this is a proverb. What is this proverb saying? Well, in physical, it's talking about how stolen bread. You can say stolen bread. Another proverb said is sweet. Bread gained by deceit. So it's using food for a picture of the rebellion that we love, you know, and it's sweet. But now it doesn't mean you take a bite of the bread that you stole and now it turns to gravel. But what it means is, is it's not going to end well. It's not going to end good. Uh, think, of, think of Hebrews chapter 11 where uh, it talks about Moses and it says, you know, Moses is the hall of fame of faith, right? And it's Moses who uh, it says something like refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, you know, desired rather to uh, suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy sin for a season. And I think this is what this proverb is talking about. There is this sweetness of man, this desire for rebellion. Now, that rebellion is, is at a different measure for absolutely everybody, but that's, that's, heck, I, I think that's why people, I think that's why people like Halloween. You know, if you know our family, you know, we don't, we don't celebrate Halloween. We haven't for a long time. But when I was young, I would tell you, this is my favorite holiday. Why? Because when I was young, it was like the one day of the year that it was okay to be mischievous and bad and uh, stroll toilet paper on people's, you know, you go, trick or treat. In other words, you want to give me some candy or you want me to do something to you? <laughs> and people dress up like witches and warlocks and blood all running down. I was even part of a haunted house when I was young, right? I didn't think nothing about it. It was, it was kind of like this... Uh, you know, and I kind of think that's why it's still popular because people, whether people admit it or not, they kind of have this love affair with being bad. It's like, it's fun to be bad. 
And I don't know why it's that way. But, you know, the Bible says that we're all sinners, and it's in all of us. There's a little bit of rebellion in everybody to some degree. And, but it doesn't end well. So I always think about your thing that you preached years ago as a very young preacher about the wet paint. <laughs> You want somebody to touch something, just put a Tell them not to do it. Yeah. And that doesn't mean well either. You see the sign that says, wet paint, don't touch. What's the first instinct? You just got to see if it's true. You got to touch it. Don't tell me not to. Don't park here. I'm parking there, right? Go 70. I'm going 80. <laughs> anyway. Ow. Get off my tire. <laughs> <laughs> but there is this and I, and I put that in the title yet the sweetness of the, the forbidden it's not sweet at all but it appears hey, sweet you, uh, did you did you change out somebody's getting echoes no, no I don't you changed out good yeah I want them on blue okay good deal okay sounds fine here good thank you thank you because yeah I switched it over I have a preset when we're singing I put the echo on no no Charles he was having issues Oh, okay. All right. Good deal. So here, so let me give you an example of Judas, I think is a perfect example, right? He gets, he betrays Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Then that money that he wanted so bad then was gravel to him. It was, ah, he throws it back. Remember that? He throws it back and he's like, I don't want this. It's, it's blood money. And what the the previous thing that I quoted out of Hebrews 11, that Moses did, he chose to suffer affliction with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. And so no one would say, and I don't believe any preacher would say, uh, that sin is not pleasurable at all, but it doesn't remain pleasurable. The end is bad. The end is no good, and you end up, like Judas, you know, or or like, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. It don't end well. It don't end well. And that's the alluring of it. It pulls us away, but it turns to gravel in your mouth. Verse 18. Plans are established by counsel, by wise counsel, wage war. So since this says war, wise counsel... Uh, wage war, I thought about the teachings of the Lord Jesus. And so I'm going to turn now over to Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14, if you want to turn there with me. And what this proverb is really just talking about is like, it's the, it's safety and multitude of counselors. It's the same idea. You know, get advice, get advice, get advice, get advice, right? Uh, and Jesus says this. He even says this. Is, he says, count the cost when following me. And then this whole, when he's talking about leaving everything to follow him, he's like, look, count the cost. Don't just jump in this thing easy. It's, it's a cost. And you get back down. I'm in Luke chapter 14 and uh, verse 30. No, verse 31. It says, what king going to make war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he's able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? Or else while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, 
whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. And it, it it's just a, a highlight. He's highlighting this proverb, really, of, you know, you don't go to war without seeking counsel, without thinking through it. You think through things, and you seek counsel on things. And that's what this uh, proverb 20 verse 18 is, is really talking about. You know, have counselors, have wise counselors, let them speak into your life. It's no good to have any counselors, though, if you don't listen to anything they say. Now, my belief is get wise counselors around you that know that you know they love you and they love you, your family, ask their opinions, and then you're going to hear, hear different opinions probably. And then base your opinion, your opinion, on that. And so, even even waging a war, you know, you take counsel. So, waging war in this, there's a spiritual war that we are waging. And I will tell you, as as someone who seeks to serve God and our family, it is our our desire as an entire family to just serve the kingdom of God. That's what we want to do. However, we need wisdom in doing that. How to wage this war, we need good counsel with that, and so do you. Verse 20. He who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with one who flatters with the lips. <laughs> uh, Sometimes people can be praising the listeners while backbiting. If somebody's praising you while they're backbiting others, you might want to be careful. I mean, this is or just a true bro- proverb, and this, you know, it's basically saying you, you better be careful because people will, by flatteries, they'll get into your life, and then you open your heart and you reveal deep secrets to people. Uh, because you feel like you can trust them, and then they take those secrets and they spread them around and end up hurting you with them. I mean, this has happened personally in my life, and it becomes hard sometimes. I mean, but the Lord says forgive. Now, I forgive, but sometimes, you know, people you consider very close to you, and so you let them into a deeper part of you. Maybe you share some of your struggles with them, and you need people that you can share your struggles with. But then the next thing you know, they're... You've opened up to them, and now they're spreading your struggles with others, and it's causing hurt to come to you, right? It's not good. So basically, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't accept any compliments from anybody. That's not what this proverb is saying. But it is saying, basically, be wary of those that talk too much, and you might not... not, You might not want to tell them too much about yourself because they're going to go spread it to others. So be careful. There's something to be careful there with there, at, at, with that. Because he reveals secrets. Something about revealing secrets. People just love to reveal secrets about others. But it's also, it can be a good thing. Word of mouth is the best advertisement. Amen? Word of mouth is the best advertisement, you know. Uh, if people like something, then they tell you they like it. And so, so yeah. And so let's remember that. What this proverb is not saying, there are New Testament scriptures that says things like, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. There's a time to speak out, okay? But there's also scriptures that says, love covers a multitude of sins. 
And so it's a very powerful thing to have this rebuking evil, not fellowshipping with evil, but at the same time, love covers a multitude of sins. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit to always be with us and helping us, you know, to be good followers of Christ, good disciples that bless people and help people and cover when we can. If I would say, if at all possible, try to cover and love. But when that can't be done, you know, then you need to rebuke and you don't fellowship with it. Verse 20. Actually, that kind of goes with verse 20 a little bit. Whoever curses his father or his mother, his lamp will be put out in deep darkness. So when we think about the first dishonoring of parents, it'll take us to Genesis chapter 9. There are three guys. Noah has three sons. Ham, Shem, and Japheth, right? You remember that Noah became, he started making wine and he got drunk. And he passed out and he was drunk, passed out. Well, Ham comes in and sees the nakedness of his father and he goes out and he starts telling people. In other words, he shares the shame of his father. Yeah. Well, Shem and Japheth, they come in backwards and they cover their father. There's a picture here. One is uh, exposing the shame of his parents. The other is covering the shame of his parents. So, you know, that's a way that you curse your parents, you know, is to expose their shame. No, there's no parents that are perfect, okay? But we are to honor our, our parents, and we are to love our, our parents. We are to honor our parents. We are to respect the position that our parents are our parents Amen. and show them honor and not bring curses on them. You know, there's no doubt kids know things about parents that nobody else knows, right? And and I would say the, the things I taught about the previous one would be true there. Sometimes things might have to come out. But, you know, think about the love of Shem and Japheth. Shem, uh, uh, Shem and Japheth were blessed. Ham was cursed. And his whole lineage was cursed because of his disrespect for his parents. Okay, verse 21. You feeling any better, love? I'm still feeling a little yucky, but I'll be all right. Lisa's sugar is really high this morning, so maybe y'all could just lift up a prayer. Bless Lisa, Lord. Um, also, I did, I was on a video call with Nadine. You know, he was in the hospital. Some of you know he was in the hospital. His wife posted some pictures and asked for prayer. We sent prayers over to him last night. And I talked with him this morning. He is back home, and he is doing better. So we praise God for that as well. It's good to pray for each other. Verse 21, An inheritance gained hastily at the beginning will not be blessed at the end. You know, we can receive too much too soon. And when that happens, it's not always a good thing. It can actually end up being bad for us. Why well, some people end up putting their stuff with their kids in a trust fund right. that has some control over it 
Yeah. If their kid is mature enough yet to deal with the inheritance. That's right. And inheritance gains gains speedily. You know, you 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 come into a, a great inheritance, but you have you didn't earn it. You didn't work for it. You didn't earn it. It's just given to you. Well, sometimes you don't know how to handle that. And sometimes when people are not mature enough in their character or to like, handle or, or like, I mean, life experiences, life experiences you you the blessings can become curses, right? Uh, it, it's just, it's a fact, guys. It's true. It's true. And I think that's what this proverb is saying. It's just, it can be, it's dangerous. Hastily, you get something quickly at the beginning. It, it comes quick. It's real easy. It comes fast. Uh, it's not going to be blessed or it's not blessed at the end. And like I said, I don't think this is 100%. Sometimes it can be good. You can learn how to handle it. But it's just, you know, it's just the truth that if we get too much too fast, it can be very dangerous for our life and not producing us the character that we need to be able to handle that much. Amen. She said that Linda Donegan's doing better. Oh, I'm so thankful Linda Donegan has come through, right? Yeah, so feeling much better this morning, and thanks for your prayers. Oh, man, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that. Sister Linda, we are so thankful to hear that. What a blessing that is. Well, I guess it's 22. We've been in 22 minutes. Let, let's do one more, verse 22. Verse 22. And I, in the titles, I'm going to quit saying how far we went because I end up lying too often. I'm just going to start putting the one that we start with on that day, <laughs> and I'm going to put a dash beside it. Here's where we're starting today. We don't know how far we're going to get. So, verse 22, do not say, I will recompense evil. Wait for the Lord, and he will save you. And some people might think, well, I just thought that was just New Testament. Render not evil for evil, right? I just thought it was New Testament. Jesus saying, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who use you or despitefully use you and abuse you. I was thinking lately, I've been wanting to start this little thread. I don't know if I should or not, but I want to, I've been wanting to start this thread. Followers and just a line of Jesus, you know. Because the teachings of Jesus, I, I still say the teachings of Jesus are still foreign to his people today that claim to be followers of him. Seems like it anyway. But let's turn on. It's not just Jesus. It's the Apostle Paul. Let's turn over to Romans chapter 12, and this is where we'll end today. So it wasn't just Jesus, but the church. This is the teaching of the church, the Gentile church as well as the Jewish church. The Apostle Paul said to the saints in Rome, he says, listen, beloved, and we're in chapter 12. I'm going to start with verse 17. Listen close to this. Repay no one evil for evil. Did you hear that? Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Repay nobody evil for evil. 
it's going exactly when the Lord said, if somebody smites you on this cheek, give him the other. Expose the other to him. Wow. This is amazing teaching. This, yeah. Sometimes I think about the teachings that no Christians like. <laughs> this would be one of those. If it is possible, as much as depends upon you, Paul knows it's hard. Live peaceably with all men. He understands. He gets it. But he says, look, I get it, but you've got to remember something. We are called to be different than the world, separate from the world. That means we act different. We look different. We respond different. God help us. Verse 19, beloved, I mean, Romans 12, 19, beloved, listen, do not avenge yourself. I'm speaking to somebody that's going to be watching this. I can feel it. I am. I'm speaking to somebody. Maybe you're watching tonight. Maybe it's Thursday night and you're watching this. I don't know. But do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. Don't avenge yourselves. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. God's got your back. He's got your back. Therefore, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. Nobody wants to feed their hungry enemy. If your enemy's thirsty, give him something to drink. For in so doing, you will reap coals of fire upon his head. Trust, we, we are called to be people of faith. God help me. God help me to hear this. We are called to be people of faith. We're, we're supposed to be like David. Remember in the cave when his enemy, he finds his enemies right there and he could take him out. But he said, nope, I'm not going to take you out. I'm not going to lift my hand against you. I'll let God take care of you. And that's the heart that we need to have. We'll let God take care of you. Okay? Now, this changes if you're a police officer. Okay. There's all kinds of understandings that fit into this. But just as Christians, we don't repay evil for evil. Okay? Vengeance is his. He will repay and this is the proverb that we're in. And do not say, I will recompense evil. I will do it. I'll get him. I'll show her. Because that's what we want to do, right? That's what we want to do. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, let the Lord have it. And if you're like me, I tell you what I have to do. I had to do it the other night. When it gets a hold of me, I open scriptures and I start reading the words of Jesus to help me. I actually open up and I start reading, love your enemies, bless those who curse you. That's how. That's what I do, especially when I'm confronted with it again and it aggravates me, right? So I hope it speaks to you. Listen, we are new creatures. We are filled with the Holy Spirit, but we live still in a body of flesh. And we mortify the deeds of the body. We bring them under subjection to the Lord. But that means we have to do it. We have to take thoughts captive by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I pray that God give you the strength to do that. Give me the strength to do that. As we close saying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right, love you, saints. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow for Fear Not Friday.